Did you know that you can buy a Ouija board for about $20? We've got all sorts of weird, creepy, awesome, and interesting information and more coming up. We got lots of info. Let's rock and roll. It's Digital with Lionel. Hello and welcome to this episode of Did You Know with Ryan O. In case you didn't know, I'm Ryan O. This is my show and I know exactly what you're thinking. How much does it cost to get a demon out of my house? We are Did You Know with Ryan O, the podcast all about pop culture references. We talk about science, history, her story. Uh, We even talk about geography, geology, all things that make you say, gee, I wish I knew that sooner. But we're not going to do that alone. Yes, folks, here we're going to hang out with a cool friend of mine. We're going to talk about some unique and interesting things, and we might even get spooky. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, Peter Franzone. Hey, dude. Hey, dude. What's up, guys? So on your way home today, did you ever notice that like, you almost want to roll down your windows and then like the speed of your car says, no, I don't want to roll down my windows? Or is that just me? <laughs> Uh, it may not be just you. Sometimes I, I have that feeling as well. And I always um, attribute it to the fact that the car that I'm driving isn't necessarily uh, th- the newest of vehicles. So if I get a strong gust of wind inside my car, I'm afraid the lining is going to come out. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah, that's not, I don't have that problem, but ooh, I would be afraid to. So for the longest time, um, I remember you were driving a motorcycle to work. Yes, sir. From 2017 to 2019. Nice. Um, did, did the wind blow through your hair sort of thing? Uh, well, no, yes and no. I wear a helmet most of the time. Um, I could judge the speed at which I was going by the sound of the wind most of the time. So, you know, that became a nice little feature. So you didn't have a, a special, like, odometer or something? You probably did for legal reasons. No, of course, of course. Uh, you know, just down there, way on the bottom of my eyes, maybe glance at it once or twice a day, you know, <laughs> if that. I always thought that, like, driving, like, a regular bicycle would be the scariest thing ever trying to go to work if you worked more than five miles from your house. But like a motorcycle <laughs> seems totally safe. Oh, oh yeah, totally safe. You know, all, all the uh, all the crazy uh, nuts we have down here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Central Florida, you don't have to look twice like at a, a yield. <laughs> <laughs> I look three ways at a two-way stop. Sure, stop sign. That's uh, just a yield sign. Yeah. Who stops anymore? That people are ridiculous. Um, so, so speaking of ridiculous, tell people um, what sort of things you're interested in, like on your on your days off, or like things that you like watching when you're at home and whatnot. Oh, well, what I like to do most of the time is uh, I I have been into lately as well have been really into house remodeling and things like that. Learning how to, uh, like, do housing stuff, like changing the walls, the wiring and stuff like that. 
Um, I do play some some games every, mostly at least like a couple times a week. Uh, I am a huge scary movie movie fan, and I dabble in a little bit of the anime. <laughs> what game have you been playing recently? Um, my friends and I uh, have just started playing this game, uh, New World. It's a uh, it's kind of like a, uh, it's basically a multiplayer online type game. Uh, pretty simple, simplistic right now. Uh, we're just dabbing our feet into it. It came out maybe last week, so we're 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 dabbing in that. Uh, I, I really have been off put it by games lately. I I play a little Dead by Daylight, which is, you know, it has basically haunted, spooky, scary killer characters from all different fan- franchises and you know its own its own stuff as well and you basically have objectives to do on the uh the game and you have to get those objectives without these you know horror sc- scary killers coming after you and that's basically what i've been playing as of late nice i uh recently um downloaded um one of the more recent bomberman games Oh, I haven't played Bomberman since N64. It was super on sale, so I decided, you know what? Let's just go for it. And um, why not? The acting in it, like you didn't expect there to be acting in a Bomberman game, and oh boy, it's a bit much. <laughs> acting in a Bomberman game. Now um, I'm curious. <laughs> yeah, I, I try to like skip through the cutscenes just so I could just lay bombs and blow up stuff. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it's all about at the end of the day. <laughs> Trying to be faster than the computer and try to outlast them as well. It's it's difficult because I want the computer, like if they're on my team, I want them to be better than they are. But they're just as bad as the other computers. So they're not helping me at all. So if you're going to be on my team, get to my level, dude. Let's blow stuff up together. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's unfortunate for most most of the uh, computers on your like the uh, games that they give you. They're usually not that great for helping you out. It's almost like they they want you to play with a handicap. <laughs> most likely, honestly, it's probably the dev- developers sitting there and just be like, you know, I want to see how much I can make this guy sweat. Uh, so you're also saying that you're into um, house remodeling. What was what's your most recent project that you worked on? Uh, oh, man. Uh, what is it? Uh, the bathroom here. Okay. Um, I ended up putting a uh, a new uh, countertop and um, a new sink in and stuff like that. So started with that. Uh, I just put a carpet down in the room I was in because the carpet was not there. It was just the uh, concrete. <laughs> so um, I had to go put down the actual carpet. From from where I'm um, sitting right now in this studio, I can see a, a house, two houses from now, right now, um, is currently trying to fill in the cracks in their stucco. Okay, well, at least they're taking care of it. And, and from here, though, like I just have to look past my own personal Halloween decorations in order to uh, to to see their bare house with the stucco lining in it. Almost like if you're going to do it, do a design. Cause we know you're going to paint over it anyways. <laughs> true. True. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, so do you have like any spooky decorations up right now? 
no, unfortunately, I don't. Though Halloween is my most favorite holiday to start actually do things in. I don't really decorate for any other holiday holiday except for Halloween. Um, I kind of I don't have any Halloween decorations. Unfortunately, I had to lose them all recently. So, gotcha. uh, yeah. So what we need to do is just get you like a little tiny plastic skeleton and just hang it on your door and call it a day. Oh, speaking of plastic skeletons, have you seen those skeleton, those twelve foot skeletons at Home Depot? I I I purposefully try to make sure I avoid that area because my wallet <laughs> screams every single time I go by it. I'm like, ooh, and my wallet's like, no. <laughs> I've been thinking about getting one and trying to put it on the roof. I'm not gonna lie, but I agree with you. My wallet's telling me no, but my heart. My heart's telling me yes. Well, well, speaking of decorations and wallets telling us yes or no, um, uh, it's time to talk about a question of the fortnight from a little while ago. Um, I asked people online a question about what some of their favorite decorations are online. So I'll give some of these, and then you and I will talk about them from here and there. Um, so someone said that they were really into a whole bunch of black cats outside their house. Oh. <laughs> yeah. That's a lot of bad luck going on there. Yeah, I, I think having more than one like outside your house would just be a bit excessive. But that being said, if, if that's your thing, you do you. It's not necessarily mine, but you do you. Yeah, hey, someone may be trying to de- um, put on a costume of a crazy cat lady. And, you know, they're more than welcome to do so. It's just not my personal aesthetic. Um, someone said they have a spooky town village. So I guess it's kind of like a Christmas village inside their house, but like of spooky houses. Oh, I like the idea of that. That sounds like fun. I just don't have a, enough space to put up something like that. I chose to put a piano in my room instead. <laughs> Hey, we can learn some spooky, scary skeletons on that thing. Spooky, scary skeletons. If I sing anymore, I'll have to pay them. Um, Someone <laughs> said um, I'm usually into the vintage and retro stuff, so that's kind of cool. Um, Someone else said spooky-themed throw blankets slash pillows or anything that lights up. Um, I know we have some, like, owls on pillows here that for our autumn theme, but no super spooky pillows. Someone else said that they're a really big fan of sugar skulls. Huh. What is that? Um, I think sugar skulls, what they're pertaining to is uh, more of like the Day of the Dead sort of um, decorations with like the the colored candy skulls. Oh. (laughs) That's that's actually kind of cool. I like that. Uh, I think I'd like a whole bunch of those outside, but I just can't find... um, it would kind of mesh with my current graveyard aesthetic that I've got going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, see, someone says a surprise hand in a candy bowl. When you went trick or treating, were you a fan of that or? Ah, uh, me? No, not really. I was just like, oh, <laughs> that's that's cute, and just moved on, you know. Yeah, like, but then again, most of the time, me. most of the time I've seen those things. It was. It had a little sign attached to it. Please take one, and you know the whole the whole bowl was gone by the time he got there. 
Yeah, because because who else is it not gonna scare? Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see what else we got down here on this magical list. Um, someone likes Nightmare Before Christmas stuff. Hey, that's great. I'm more of a fan of Scooby Doo myself, um, especially the Thirteen Nights or Thirteen Ghosts of Scooby Doo. I'm a really big fan of Scooby Doo. Have you ever seen the Thirteen Ghosts of Scooby Doo? You know, it sounds really familiar, and I'm almost positive I have, but I can't say for sure I have. It's the one with uh, Vincent Price. Um, he, he's like the, their mass, like their version of Doctor Strange. So if you if you ever shows up on any sort of streaming things or whatever, um, grab it because it's worth a quick '80s revisit. <laughs> Honestly, the older cartoons of Scooby Doo are like my favorite. All the newer stuff, I'm not a big fan of, but the older ones, it hits just right. Um, the Scooby Doo Mystery Incorporated has a nice story arc that goes on for two seasons. And the music is nice. Um, it's still a little bit light, and it, it's, it, but it's a bit dark, too. Like, they talk about, like, ritual, ritualistic sacrificing and whatnot. <laughs> and they got some troll, like, like um, ogres that, like, are, like, hipster ogres, like, in a biker gang that just want to drink some tea, and they, they break apart, like, different tea shops. <laughs> That's more interesting. It gets really, really weird, but it's totally worth it. That's Scooby-Doo Mystery, Inc. Um, someone said, uh, going back to the questions here, like the cool window displays that make it look like your house has ghosts or monsters roaming around, like the little projectors and whatnot. Oh, I've always wanted those. I, I could never. Our area isn't dark enough in order to have one outside, but. That just sounds like a good old time. Uh, I'd put it in all the time. The street light in front of my house for years goes out and it is just pitch black. Ooh. And like, so my house and my neighbor's house, it's like you can, you can barely see on some nights across the street because we have some big oak trees in each yard and the oak, uh, the oak trees on each side block the light from the other street lights from coming over. Mm-hmm. So you always get this dark, eerie feeling sometimes. Nice. Um, yeah, I, uh, I think like that'd be like the perfect place to have um, some sort of projected ghost going in and out of like a, a doorway or a window or something. Oh, yeah. We have this uh, window right between our door and the garage wall. It would be perfect. I know we used to have like a – when I was a kid, we uh, – not kid. When I was younger, I'm sorry. We would uh, have this fan over here on the wall with a black curtain kind of make it simulated moving. Nice. Turn on the breeze feature. I, we never really got like too fancy when I was a, a youngster. Um, we only got like the little window decals that you, that you could put up. Um, so like eyeballs and, and bats and pumpkins and whatnot. I see, I see. Nothing wrong with those, though. You know, it shows at least the holiday spirit. And then a couple of jack-o'-lanterns um, was always uh, the the specialty of the season. And then um, we had, like, the ceramic ghost that was gifted from um, my great-aunt, like a giant ceramic ghost 
that would light up and looked cute. And I say giant. It's like a foot and a half tall. I guess that's kind of giant. <laughs> you know, especially when you were younger, it's pretty big. Yeah, when you're three, that's pretty big. Um, <laughs> yeah, but it, it, it's it's cute and old timey looking, but it's uh, adorable simultaneously. <laughs> so, so I gotta ask after look, looking at all these answers, Peter, are you thinking I should go get the skeleton because I can leave right now, get the twelve foot skeleton, and you know, could come back and. <laughs> honestly i think you should oh, what's that that's that's my wallet it just bit me in the butt and said no i don't think so <laughs> you're probably right uh so since we are the halloween season i'm talking about all sorts of spooky crazy and ridiculous things um you you had me watch a movie in the past couple of months and I think oh. we need to talk about that movie. Yes, yes, we shall. Uh, so, so, so tell the kids at home what movie you had me watch. So I had him watch The Conjuring. Great movie, directed by James Wayne. If I'm not mistaken. Great movie. It's a, it's a little. Um, oh, what's the word I'm looking for here? So possessing, kind of demonic type of uh, scary movie. A lot of suspense building. James is great at building suspense in these movies. He's great at pacing. So he's definitely definitely a great actor. Or not director, I apologize. And for those of you who haven't seen it, I'm just going to premise this by saying, if if you don't like things popping up in movies and you don't like talking about possessions and 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 Satan and and talking about exorcisms and whatnot. This may not be the podcast slash movie for you. So at this point, we'll say thank you very much for listening. Enjoy the rest of your day. But for those of you who still wish to watch or sorry, listen to this podcast, we're going to talk about some of the creepiness um, centered around the the Warrens and the Perone family. Yeah, this is so for those of you who don't know, the, the Warrens um, in this movie played by uh, Patrick Wilson and um, I'm, I'm blanking on the actress. Oh, I'm terrible with names. That's going to be my specialty here. Uh, uh, Vera Farmiga as Ed and Lorraine Warren. And then you got the, the, the parents. You got Ron Livingston and Lily Taylor as like, the, the mom and dad and a whole bunch of young girls uh, back in 2013 as these uh, young kids um, getting, you know, scared, silly in this movie. Um, so, so right off the bat, you know, it's, it's a movie about people who are living in a creepy house and nonsense happens and they need an exorcism pretty much. <laughs> Pretty much, if uh, for those who don't know, the uh, it's not only the like the house, but it's the whole entire land that these houses were this land was subdivided into. Um, uh, like like there's a, there's a scene in the film where they go all the way out to the water, and you you see the image of like one of the the creepy looking chicks being hung. Yep. Yeah, that sort of stuff 
doesn't really um doesn't really do it for me like like I'm into some scary movies but like not it, it's it's so that sort of thing isn't too scary it's just weird and creepy and I'm not a fan sure yeah it's definitely one of his darker ones after his success with insidious you know he definitely he definitely got a little darker in this one that's for sure he also, if you don't know, he's the director in the Saw too. So, and we all we all know how crazy Saw can get. Uh, yeah, I was uh, when when watching this, I kept on thinking like, okay, this part could be scary. This part, wait for it, building, building, building. All right, well that's that's kind of scary, but like for for me, there really wasn't anything in this movie that like that I was terrified for. Maybe it's just me. Uh, maybe I was just, you know, I, I can, I recognize patterns, so I know exactly <laughs> when it's going to come up. Yep. And you know, that's, that's a little foretold of, uh, of how he styles his directing style. Uh, it, but it's definitely like, it's all about the suspense, but like once you kind of realize, especially if you're like yourself, you're very good at the you know movie and production stuff. You t- you know that's coming. You're like, oh, here it comes. I'm feeling it, and so it takes a lot of that away. But for me, I definitely like. I don't don't get scared, but the suspense and the quality, I think, of the uh, the production in this movie, I think, is what takes it as one of my favorite scary movies. Uh, there, there's a part in it, like 46 minutes in where the, the Warrens are first meeting the daughters, the daughters are watching an episode of the Brady Bunch. <laughs> so, like, hey. it's not that creepy if they're watching the Brady Bunch on the TV. <laughs> Unless that scares you, then, you know, by all means. I don't know, having that many kids, you know, that's pretty scary. Uh, apparently, like, this, this movie was supposedly um, accurate or somewhat accurate to the real story of what happened to the Perones during the 10 years that they lived in the farmhouse. This is true. Did you know that when they they're originally going to film this film in the actual house, but the crew felt that their overall happiness and the excitement it was being drained in this house, so it kind of forced them to go and build a replica set. And I think this house was like taller than the original house. Yes, this is true. So a replica set, you know, may not be like accurate, but it was probably creepier because of all the crawl spaces and whatnot that they added onto it. Yeah, you're probably right on that one. I was more afraid of like people getting hurt from falling through broken boards. Then I was afraid of like, you know, possess people to try to, you know, murder other people. <laughs> yeah, the way to portray that house is it's very old and like creaky. <laughs> yeah, you every, expect every, it to everything be, was shifting. Yeah, everything was shifting and moving and creaking. And the, the real house, I don't think really at the time. Um, may have needed some work, but um, I've seen pictures. Actually, I've seen a a video, uh, an episode of Kindred Spirits that was filmed 
at the original house. And it doesn't look as creepy, maybe because they had some, you know, renovations in the 90s, but it still doesn't look as a, as creepy as the way it did in The Conjuring. No. Yeah, that's the, <laughs> as I've looked at pictures myself, like the, the original house, I, I think you're probably right, you probably went through some remodeling, but, and obviously for film purposes, you know, make it a little scarier, add things here and there. I, I, I see it, and um, like like right now, I just looked it up. It it looks oldish on the outside, the Conjuring house. Um, so like, if I were to guess, you got about twenty feet by ten feet for the first um, first building, and it connects to another one that's about the same size. So. It, it's it's bigger. I mean, I guess it have to be in order to fit like five or six kids in it. Mm-hmm. But it's not that. I'm still. I'm scrolling around, scrolling down. It's it's not that creepy like the original house. I also see roosters. I didn't see any roosters in the film. <laughs> see that was that's the plan. It was a plan not for you not to see the roosters, but the roosters see you. Oh. Ghost roosters. Yes. <laughs> that sounds super creepy. Ghost <laughs> roosters. Alright. Don't don't steal that idea. I'm writing that for my next movie. <laughs> um Beware, the cock will follow you home. Ghost roosters. <laughs> Every morning, all you hear is and then you go outside, there's nothing there. Every time you fall back to sleep. It just sounds again. That would be the worst. <laughs> Falling asleep and a rooster wakes you up at like every hour in the middle of the night, like instead of the first thing in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> I already have a dog that does that, like a couple of houses down, but a rooster I, I, I just I just can't live with a rooster in I, I would be more afraid of having a rooster near my house than living at this family's place. I'm getting a little bit off track, but still, it's... <laughs> um, so so the Perrins, or the Perrones, so in this movie, going over a little bit of plot points, um, they, they, they freak out, there's possessions, um, they kind of try to move out of the house, the, the, the mom gets possessed, the Warrens try to help them, and then issues happen with the Warrens' kid as well. Like the possessed spirit tries to go after the Warren's kid. <laughs> I, I, it, it's, it, it's fine. It's, it's a, uh, you know, if, if you're into demonology and whatnot, that's cool. Um, but like this, it, it, it didn't scare me as much as I thought it should. And that's a fair assessment. I, I, I would never classify this as a like the top scare movie for sure. I think it's just the atmosphere of the story. This, this movie builds. I think that is where I, for me, it takes the top. Uh, apparently in the Philippines, some cinemas had to hire Catholic priests to bless the viewers before showing it. Really? Yeah. They said some viewers were reported uh, having a negative presence after watching the film. Yeah, we're going to talk about all sorts of ridiculous trivia from the movie, a little bit more about the plot 
and the family and more right after a word from our sponsor. While you're listening to this ad, I'd like you to look down. Now look back up. Are you wearing an awesome shirt that says Team Ryan O? Or a shirt with a duck with a cup spilled over that says Party Foul? Are you also wearing a really cool button that says Did You Know with Ryan O? Or a hat that says Team Ryan O? Or I Know Ryan O? Well, if you're not doing any of those things, you should be. And you can do so by going to Zazzle.com slash store slash Did You Know with Ryan O. That's right, folks. I have my own merchandise shop, and you can buy all sorts of amazing awesomeness pertaining to this podcast and show your love by once again going to Zazzle.com slash store slash Did You Know with Ryan O. Wear it, share it, love it. And now back to our show. Did you know with Ryan O? All right. So with the movie, since you were the one who recommended it, I'm going to have you talk about some of your favorite parts of the film. Okay. Well, definitely one of my most favorites. I always, I can always remember about this movie is the uh, part when um, they're doing the clap game, hide and clap uh-huh. with the mother, with the, with the mother. And the mother was with the young, the, the, yeah, with the young daughter, and she, you know, she was going around on the second floor, and she goes into the room, and that big wardrobe thing is behind her, and you know, she says third clap, and she gets the, and the doors slowly creak open, and there comes the, the spooky, deathly hands out of the clothes, and you get that that clap, that. For me, yeah. Whew. Yeah, I, I always that. thought with with that um, wardrobe that the girls needed to talk more about it, and someone needed to like remove it from up against the wall. Because yes. what if there's a space between A and B, or it's the lack of space that could potentially cause a portal to the other side? <laughs> Well, that's why uh, later on in the movie we see that uh, you get the part where they're they're looking where the girl was taken into, and I always thought, you know, why not? You know, why is that still there? Why not try to move it? But maybe it's too heavy, you know. So well, you get you know two strapping big guys to push it or or you know chop it up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cause- that, that thing first seeing it, you know, when I when he, when I first seen this movie, I remember seeing that wardrobe, and I was like, "Yep, that's gonna be something in the movie that we're not gonna like." <laughs> and I think that's what correlates that whole one of my favorite scenes. Uh, my next favorite scene is, um, I really do, I really do like the part um, when their girl is standing. Or the young girl, excuse me for not remembering her name, the youngest one. And um, she woke up in the middle of the night having her feet touched. Oh, sure. And, um, you know, she gets up. She calls for her sister next to her. Her sister gets up in the room. And she's standing by the door. And the little girl's like, there's somebody behind you. And then the door shuts. I think that scene... 
even though we all knew something was going to happen, it was pretty foretold there. But that scene, it just built with the right amount. And I think I don't think they could have got that timing any more perfect. Sure. Um, I would like to do my own horror film based off of like watching um, like the, the past movies that I've watched for this podcast. But like, <laughs> I almost want to scary movie it, but I want to like make it so like the original Night of the Living Dead, like low quality um, as for it. <laughs> <laughs> I I would pay to watch it. <laughs> yeah, like like someone's behind you. Oh yeah, and then you cut, and it's and it's like an over the shoulder thing, and you see it's now over two shoulders, and a person turns, and then you cut it again, and there's only one person there, and I'm like, yes, let's do that. <laughs> hey, I don't, I don't, I think we should give it a shot. I think we should get the crew, and I think we should all go, go and get a little casting in it. I think it would be great. We should like, find some house that is currently on hiatus from being finished and like stay in it for like like a week and then uh, <laughs> film from there and be like, what's going on? I don't know, but something stopped us from um, from finishing the house. and like So we already got a plot going now. <laughs> All right, we build it quick. All right, <laughs> uh, and it ends up that it's well. I'm not going to spoil the ending, also because I haven't thought of it yet. So we'll just go from there. <laughs> uh, Smart man. So we were talking about the um, the clapping game and the, the the something touching the girl's feet. What else were some of your favorite parts of the film? Um, I really like the fact that um. Uh, Sorry, name, name, um, Lorraine, Lorraine, uh, when she walked into the house and she was talking to them about like, after she walked around a little bit and then she was talking about how she's seen the, she's seen the ghostly figure kind of attached to the family. Mm -hmm. I think, I think that, you know, it really added like, like the sense of here's somebody who can see it and put this all together instead of us just having to believe it's there. Sure. To it, me, it's it, it helps a... add. No, go on. No, it, that was it. It, was, it helps add to like the understanding of everything by having this Lorraine who can uh, who can see that kind of thing and help connect us from the paranormal world to the like our real world. Did we ever get a name of what what this this thing was like or um yes we did get a name uh, uh the name is like I, I can't remember it but it, it was it was a girl during the um the witch tri- the witch hunt the witch trials way back when okay and uh she ended up uh, sacrificing her seven-day-old baby, and her husband caught her, and then she, then the whole thing where you said she walked out to the water, mm-hmm. and then the lady was hanging in the tree. Well, that lady you seen hanging in the tree after she killed her uh, her baby, and she went to, um, she ran from a husband finding her, and then she went on top of the tree, climbed up there, 
professed her love or proclaimed her love for Satan and the devil, and then she hung herself from the tree. Gotcha. I just think like um, when you're talking about like seeing its face, like like giving it, um, like 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 showing that these people like are actually experiencing something. It's it's kind of in the same realm of like giving something a name. Like, yes. like like by by naming it by discovering what it is. Some people believe that it gives it more power, but other people believe that by knowing its name, um, knowing the reality behind it, it gives it less power because there are two different thoughts here. Um, that I, that there's um, power behind thinking about it, but also more power behind being afraid of it. So is it the knowledge of it or is it the fear of it? Like like those are the two different thought processes um, that I've heard of and in, in when it comes to like names and imagery and stuff like that. Yeah, I do. I do. Uh, I have heard both of those before, and I, I think if I'm not mistaken, uh, back in the times of uh, you know when the exorcisms were all over the place and a big rage, uh, knowing the name of the demonic or the uh, like um, possessing demon would actually give you power over it, and that's why it, knowing its name was such a big deal. I just found out um, the the girl's name was uh, um, ba- Bathsheba Sherman. Yes, that is the name. I don't know how to pronounce it either. Yeah, Bathsheba. I'm going to say Bethesda. <laughs> you know, like uh, the Elder Scrolls Company, Bethesda. Uh, let's see. She... Uh, her name was legally cleared after being found not not guilty by a court of law. Apparently, the real girl um, died of natural causes in 1885, not by hanging as the movie portrays. Ah, I see. The real girl, yeah. So. <laughs> well, I also know in the in the actual story that it's based on is also is not an exorcism that actually happens. Because he did not want to perform it because he was not a priest. Sure. So, and speaking of uh, dying, did you know Lorraine Warren died in 2019? No, that's super soon. Yeah. Yeah, it was quite recent. I thought I'd throw that little tidbit out there for you guys. Uh, the, the movie itself was um, also the 19th highest grossing film of the year that it came out. Not the yeah. first, but the 19th. Hey, it's somewhere up there, you know? <laughs> uh, we all also, can't be the Avatar. So the very beginning, you get the Annabelle doll, right? Yes. And then you also get the Annabelle doll again at the end. Um, there were three Annabelle movies um, that were spawned by this. This is true. Annabelle, Annabelle Creation, and Annabelle Comes Home. Have you seen any of them? I have seen the original Annabelle, uh, just the, well, the first one, not the original, but the first one, yes. Uh, did not like it very much. I, I'm not into the whole dolls possessed thing. But, you know, I take it for what it is. It didn't, it didn't inspire me to go see the others. Uh, are the Insidious movies attached to this? Um... 
attached to it? No, it's okay. the same director. But I, I personally love Insidious too. I know when you asked me what was my favorite scary movies, Insidious, I know is right behind there. Okay, so it's it's the modern horror with possessions and demons and stuff like that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. His success with Insidious is actually what led to The Conjuring. Okay. And then you get, like, the same year Insidious Chapter 2 came out as uh, this one did. Yeah. Is, is the, the sequel, um, The Conjuring 2, worth checking out if people enjoyed this one? If you enjoy it, yes. Okay. I think... I think Conjuring One stands its own. You know, I don't think you have to go see the others, but it's definitely good. If you enjoy this, I think you enjoy it too. Uh, so some of the things I did enjoy were these little tiny like um, audio things that they added in. Uh, for example, around um, thirty-seven minutes in, uh, when when one of the ladies was walking around the house at night, the sound of a little boy laughing can be heard. Um, when all of the pictures fall off the wall. Uh, it, uh, did you did you ever get why that happened? Do you know who that little boy is? I, I do not remember who that little boy is. So in the movie, uh, when at a scene, they would talk about uh, the whole land, like the whole uh, land that she owned, and she, when she cursed the land, uh-huh. um, and how it was subdivided to a bunch of houses, and they were kind of talking about... Um, the different people who died mysteriously. Um, that little boy is the boy you hear that drowned. Okay. Just like later in the movie with the maid, mm-hmm. it's that's they talk about that too. Okay. Um, we, we also I, I um found one. See, there's a. So around eighty forty eight minutes, um, when Lorraine's vision in the cellar tries to find any presences in the house. Apparently, according to IMDb, um, you can hear screams and a no um, said by Christine from her sleeping encounter, as well as a whisper, look what she made me do. So, like, there's a whole bunch of different voices screaming and shouting and whispering. And I think the layering of the sound um, was was done really well in the film. Oh yeah, it builds the atmosphere, you know. It really gives it that there's something here, something happening, or that there's something not happening, but could be because you don't know. Oh, that's true. You're right. You don't know. <laughs> you knowing that's a scary movie, you're like, oh, maybe, but then really, is it actually happening? Uh, so, so what else? Um, any other favorite parts on this film? Um, let's see. Uh, as a, as a gory kind of like, so I don't really love gore, but like as the, the transfer of, uh, when, um, the mother is waking up in bed after taking that nap mm-hmm. because she didn't want to go with the kids at ice cream, uh, when she wakes up, I think that's the only part of the movie that really gave me a jump was when the when she wakes up and the ghost kind of like hovers above her and it kind of like spits into her mouth blood. Mm-hmm. That that part, that little gory scene, oh, that was that. That's what that that scared me. That got me like, ooh. Mm. Yeah, I. Uh, 
Yeah, I, I wasn't. I wasn't a fan. Like I wasn't afraid. I was. It was just. It's just not my not my thing. I would much yeah. rather watch like the original Amityville, or I'd much rather watch like the House on Haunted Hill, or like Frankenstein, or or Dracula. Like, like I'd rather watch like Blade, um, than watch movies about like demonic possessions and whatnot. Okay, hey, nothing's wrong. With Blade, Blade is a great movie. Um, but but apparently the house, um, that all of this took place at the original one, the the Burrowville farmhouse is for sale. As of right now. As of right now. Um, as of um, September 23rd of this year. Oh, well, let me let me go get my money together. Sorry, skeleton at the Home Depot. You're going to have to wait. Um, so apparently um, the Lizzie Borden house um, went for sale for... $1.7 million because it's a tourist business. So <laughs> how much do you think the Conjuring House property is for sale for? Ah, uh, let's see. Hearing that number, I want to say maybe maybe a little higher. So maybe $1.6, $1.8 It's at $1.2 lower inch okay okay yeah. uh, probably because of the the size of it and it's it's a it's, mm-hmm. a, it's a popular story but not 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 as popular as the Le- lizzie borden one that makes sense okay um uh, but yeah i just wonder i want to know how many bathrooms it has <laughs> <laughs> Does it say? Does it list how many bathrooms? I'm looking for its listing, but they're not really showing um, too much of the listings for it. I just keep on getting. Uh, let's see. You can. I guess maybe if it's not a house listing, right? If it's a tourist a building listing, I guess maybe you won't see how many rooms and such. Well, you can also um, book like rentals and whatnot, and so. For $125 a person, investigators can stay in the house and on the grounds from 6 p.m. to 8 a.m. It's not a bed and breakfast. It's not a hotel. It's a haunted house. Haunted house. Oh, so you just get to stay there and investigate. That's interesting yeah. if you're into that. They have cots that people can rest on. <laughs> hey. You know, maybe someone can make their own. I wonder if they have a restriction of making your own movie there. You just rent little nights out here and there and make a movie slowly at a time. Oh, probably because of the, the, the property. You probably have to have some sort of, like, uh, agreement or or something. Or Well, and if sure. you're doing it on the weekends, um, there's a minimum of $750 that you have to spend per day. Which wow. is the cost of six investigators. Plus, so, okay, you got six investigators. So let's say you, you have six people there, but you also want to film, like, some more stuff, have some audio people. Now we're talking, like, ten people. So that's 125 <laughs> for each of the additional four people. <laughs> okay, yeah, maybe not cost-effective. Yeah, <laughs> um, unless you're planning on making a million dollars for your movie. <laughs> Or episode and sales and whatnot. 
I was thinking like they're probably filming as like the Blair Witch Project kind of style. <laughs> we we could. This is why we need to go on like one of these new houses that are halfway through. I'm telling you, they're halfway through. <laughs> we just go there and be like, "Yo, what caused them to be halfway through?" Well, it's this. Oh no! Bum bum bum. <laughs> Opening credits. That's what's up. Oh. Um. So, and so they're they're talking about here about these people that are doing these investigations. I've seen enough of these Travel Channel investigation shows um, to know that it's probably going to make things worse. So let's just hypothetically assume that um, that they're communicating with spirits or whatnot during these investigations, but they're probably not very good at knowing how to stop the communications, right? Right. So, like, you yeah. open a door, but you don't know how to close said door. <laughs> Which is why I've always been afraid of Ouija boards. Like, like you will never find one in any of the houses that I, I ever live in. Oh, you and me both. I'm right there with you. I don't... I, like they like in the movie they talk about you know if you if you invite it into your your into your house into your family then you you give it you give it life and oh, I just don't want to deal with anything about Ouija boards no thanks like like with all the the rumors about like vampires and whatnot <clears throat> it, a vampire can't come into your house unless you invite it in like the same things with all these spirits and whatnot like if it's already out there like you can stay out there like I don't yeah. want to make you breakfast. Nope. <laughs> you can knock at my window fine. That's as far as you get. I don't want you in my house. And you can leave your, your ghost rooster there, too. <laughs> hey, I like my ghost rooster. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, yeah, but not at, like, 1 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> you're right. You're right. You're right. I probably have to choke it. <laughs> yeah, that would not be a, a most enthusiastic type of evening. Um no. Uh, so, any any final words of of coolness about the Conjuring movie or the Perone family? Any last things you want to say about this subject, sir? Uh, I think if you haven't watched it, I think it really deserves a watch for anyone who hasn't watched it. Just to take a take a glance. You may not like it, but you know, give it a shot. And on the opposite side of the spectrum, I say, if you don't like possession movies, don't do this. <laughs> true yeah um so we're gonna kind of switch gears one last bit um before we wrap up this episode let's talk about candy oh um right. what kind of candy are we going on well so when whenever you're going trick-or-treating when you were a younger lad um what would be some of your favorite things that you would receive uh, while going trick-or-treating um I was always a fan of uh, Jolly Ranchers. Okay, like like the 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 pack or like just individual ones. Like, what's your favorite Jolly Rancher flavor? Um, cherry and then green apple, followed by the blue. Nice. The blue I was a watermelon guy, like live or die by the watermelon Jolly Ranchers. Ah, see, most people I know are. I never liked the watermelon. <laughs> So, like, instead of having a pack of mints, um, I had a pack of watermelon Jolly Ranchers on me at all times. (laughs) 
I can see that. That's how much into him. Like so, for me, it was always about the Tootsie Rolls. Really? Yeah, because like there's like the small ones are fine. I don't like the ones that have like the little pl- um, cardboard underling, like the the slightly larger ones. I like the long skinny ones. I don't like the 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 fatter ones. I like the long skinny Tootsie Rolls. Hmm. They just have a better flavor. Okay, so like, uh, I've never actually met someone who liked Tootsie Rolls before. It, it's it's their 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 chocolatey flavor, but also like if you let it melt in your mouth, it, it's it's kind of fun and unique simultaneously. Yeah. I would definitely say it's definitely that it's definitely a very unique chocolate flavor, and I you know I can see if you like if that if that really hits with you, you like people really like it. I know it has a cult following too. Well, well, spoilers for people who are, who don't know what the 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 Voodoo Mountain Dew mystery flavor is right now. It it tastes like a uh, a cherry Tootsie Pop. Yeah, so you get that that um that Tootsie Roll flavor and a little bit of cherry on it, and that's what it tastes like. And I think it's pretty darn good. I don't really drink sodas, but I honestly, you kind of got me wanted to try it. it. It's it's worth it. Like if you want to, you know, drink half of it, give me half of it. We'll be fine. <laughs> you know what? Maybe I will have to bring some in. And, but for like for nowadays, for like candy, what's your current favorite candy? Um, I I still. Jolly Ranchers, but I'm also a fan of Reese PCs. Oh yeah, a good Reese's goes a long way. Like like the Reese's sticks, I'm I'm a big fan of those too. Oh yeah, all the new Reese's like flavor they got coming out, ones with like pretzels in it and stuff like that. Yes, the big Reese's with the pieces inside them. Oh, double Reese's, man. Now we talking. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So all of y'all, if you're stopping by my place for Halloween. I don't have Reese's, but you might get some nerds. Because <laughs> I'm going to eat the Reese's myself. I'm just saying. Nothing's wrong with nerds, man. Everyone loves the nerds. Nerd, you remember Nerd Rope? I do remember Nerd Rope. Wasn't my favorite thing, but I remember it. Ah, oh, what a shame. <laughs> well, speaking of things that may or may not, not be uh, people's favorites, it is time now for us to talk about the question of the episode. So Peter, out of all the things that we've talked about today, um, what do you think our question of the episode for our audience should be? Mm. It could do with the conjuring. It could do with the spooky movies, candy. If you had to give a short list, maybe Three or three to five scary movies, Halloween, October movies you have to watch before the night of Halloween. What would it be? Gotcha. So, like, what are your your top five um, must watch movies um, during the Halloween season? Yeah, love it. Awesome. Um, well, if you folks out there want to answer that question, you can do so on Facebook by checking out Did You Know with Ryan O. You can always uh, email us uh, didyouknowryano at gmail.com or check us out on Twitter 
at Did You Know Ryan O. Peter, thank you very much for joining me on the spooky adventure. Oh, well, of course, my good man. And for those of us here, to those of you out there, we hope that you find your awesome, hold on to it, and share it with the world. I've been Ryan O, and we'll see you next time. Did you know?